Hello, everybody. This is Natasha. And this is Emma. And welcome back to the Figured Out Podcast. Your voice has changed. <laughs> they, they, they have indeed. <laughs> they did. We got a cold. Well, I don't think that's actually your names. No, I'm Drew. And I'm Micah. I'm Justin. And I'm Jake. And uh, we, we are the four lucky um, individuals who are responsible for representing men everywhere. This is the Guys Takeover podcast, and uh, I can honestly say that I cannot represent everyone all over the place. No, that's why we have four guys, though. Four completely different takes. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between all of us, we're representing. That's what I was going to say. I think we can cover it between us, the four yeah. musketeers. But <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. Um, the, the idea here, we got a whole bunch of questions in front of us. These are questions that have been submitted. Um, also, questions curated by our hosts. They're categorized. We're going to walk through each section. Uh, I guess before we get going, we probably should say this isn't a normal podcast. They did tell us to say that. So if this is your first time listening, uh, there's better podcasts than this one, but mm-hmm. <laughs> this will be a fun one to go through. So yeah, we are going to get rolling. Drew's going to kick us off with our first yeah. category. The very first question is about being a guy. It's what's something you wish girls knew about guys? Yeah, we were kind of pondering this one before, and none of us had anything. <laughs> so <laughs> no. what, what were you saying, Jake, about it? Uh, I think guys are pretty simple creatures, so like, <laughs> I really don't know what else to say about it. This question might be the hardest one on this entire list. And it mm-hmm. is listed first. I feel like uh, the girls listening to this probably heard the question like, oh, like we want to know. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't know. <laughs> I, feel like I think guys are say, figuring that out, too. I feel like we should say something, but... If I don't know, I think we use our one pass and loop around and come back. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do we get a pass? Is that is that how we're veto power? All right. What do guys do when they hang out? Do y'all talk about your lives with each other? Those are two different questions. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah. Which might be my answer there. Like, I think we do talk about our lives with each other. Some of that is day to day. Some of that is what's coming up. Some of that is goals and future but like jake living with you i know we don't talk about that a whole lot yeah it's like once maybe every couple of weeks we'll have a deep late night chat but usually that's like between two people i feel like guys when they're in a group typically don't talk about their lives like it's more one-on-one yeah i'd agree with that too i'd say like when i'm with like my pretty close friends like we don't get too deep on that where like i know like girls like like oh how's your relationship doing how's that and it's like, oh, uh, you still dating this girl? Yep. Cool. <laughs> yep. And that's like kind of it. Then we talk about financial stuff or something. <laughs> or cars. All right. What are your thoughts on guy-girl friendships? How do you navigate them in and outside of being in a relationship? Do you feel like being good friends with girls keeps you from dating? That's a really good question. That's a really good yeah. one. Hmm. I think it depends on the closeness of the relationship, too. I feel like if it's like a if you're not as close with like a girl and like but you're still friends it's like it's a little bit more awkward especially being one-on-one but Mm -hmm. if if it's in a group setting it might be easier i don't know how you guys feel about that or yeah i think group settings it normally doesn't even stand out to me Mm -hmm. when there's a lot of guys and a lot of girls um i think one-on-one it doesn't have to be weird and i don't feel like it typically is but looking at some of the like sub questions within this point i think like, do you feel like being good friends with girls keeps you from dating? I see there's a potential, I guess, just 
by outside observation, looking at two people getting together well and on their own, that could be taken as something of a defined relationship. It doesn't necessitate that, I guess. Yeah. I, I think it could easily come to that, but it doesn't have to. Yeah, yeah I, I was just saying, I think the you have to like walk a line a little bit closer with like when you're it says in and out of a relationship if you're in a relationship like how that how you navigate that changes uh but when you're out of a relationship i think it can be totally fine and totally good um but it could kind of keep you from from dating in a sense that other people might get kind of like you're saying justin uh the wrong interpretation of that they'll see you together and be like oh they must be dating and this person's off limits or i don't know like yeah yeah i guess that that's where i was going i didn't complete my thought but you picked it up like it's not the oh no we need to be concerned with how other people think of us that wasn't what i was getting at it's Mm -hmm. if you're trying to make yourself look available the best way to do that is probably not going and hanging out one-on-one with somebody closely because yeah you might just (laughs) look like you're already taken yeah and it probably changes a lot for if you're in a relationship too Mm -hmm. a lot of people say don't be in one-on-one relationships with other women if you're in your own relationship. And I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. So it definitely does change a lot. So next one here about being a guy, do you feel pressure to not show emotions? I don't know if pressure is the right word, but I definitely try not to, if that makes sense. (laughs) There's one time uh, I was watching, I was at the movie theater with this one girl and the movie was over and it was a very emotional scene. So I had like a tear drop from my eye and I asked her, I'm like, oh, what did you think of the movie? Like, thinking, like, oh, it's like, it was so sad and it really got to me. And she's like, it wasn't that good. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I sucked <laughs> up my tear. I'm like, all right, let's go. But, so I guess I, I try to, like, cover it, but I don't really, like, think about it. Hmm. I don't know if you guys are more vulnerable than me. <laughs> you guys, like, crying in front of other people or girls. But I, I don't think I cry in front of really anyone. Um, not regularly, but like if it's, I don't know. I don't think, like you said, pressure might be too extreme. I feel like I can convey my thoughts and feelings without being emotional in the sense of maybe teariness or being dramatic, um, to look at the word emotional kind of at an extreme, but I don't think it's a good thing either to just eat up all of your emotions and never get them out somehow. I just don't know how often I do that well. Yeah, because emotions are good. Like, and no matter what you say, there's going to be emotion behind it, right? They guide you a lot of the time. But it's, do you let your emotions lead you despite other wisdom? So that's something my pastor has said, where uh, you're feeling these emotions but you want to do something else because you think that the other thing's the right thing. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. You master your emotions, right? And so then you control them in that case. And if you control your emotions, you're also you're able to think more clearly, maybe guide a situation better because you're not being bogged down by emotions. Emotions which are good, but sen- can sometimes get in the way. Yeah. I think you put it well. It's more so about the controlling of emotions rather than the suppression of mm-hmm. emotions. Do I feel pressure to not show emotions? No, I just think that I choose to suppress, but then realize it should be more of a control. There's probably a healthier way to do that. Yeah. Yep. 
Next question. Do guys look forward to being a husband and father the same way a lot of girls anticipate being a wife and mother? Well, I'm not a, I'm not a girl, so I don't know exactly how they look forward mm -hmm. to it, uh, so I can't answer that question perfectly, but I think so. I would say, yeah, but yeah, I, I also agree with what you said, that I'm not a girl. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's uh, the same level because I feel like when girls are younger they probably think about it more and they like play like marriage or whatever but I think as you get older like you definitely think about it more think about like starting a family so yeah if if I'm honest I'm I'm pretty pumped about that I think maybe yeah yeah I think I think maybe it's a stereotype but girls are usually very excited about that idea of being a wife and a mother and I'm very excited about the idea of being a good husband and a good father. And I, I think I've just seen a really good example set of what that looks like. And I take it as something of a challenge, like, oh, I want to do that well and even better. So I, I do, yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah. And it probably goes back to the emotion thing, though, too. Like, guys don't show their emotions a ton, and so it doesn't come out as much. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, guys do feel that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, what are guys afraid of? Uh, probably dying alone. But I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, it's obviously spiders. But <laughs> I was gonna say girls. But <laughs> We're on a guys podcast. I was like, I don't. Can I take mine yeah. back? <laughs> I yeah, probably I take grasshoppers. Terrifying, but girls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the scariest of all things. What's the What's the hardest part? about being a guy big question for the end of this section i mean i, I got one <laughs> go for it i think uh being trying to be respectful and putting the toilet seat down i was right. actually gonna say that are you serious yeah <laughs> it's like it'd be so much easier to just leave it up and more convenient for the future but it's like you know what i'll be a gentleman i'll put it down so i'm actually staring at a toilet right now and that's what made me think of it <laughs> We're filming this. But why do you uh, take that in the bathroom? So. For the record, yeah. we're in a holiday gas station, <laughs> <laughs> and they trapped us in the men's room. Hardest part, I just think so. Guys have a ton of energy, and like potential, and then just using that correctly, because guys are like boisterous and powerful, love sports, wrestling, things like that, and just using all that energy in a positive way. And there's a lot to say about that in the Bible. Like when Israel chooses their king, it's like the king should avoid these things and instead pursue the law of God, mm -hmm. right? Because he has that potential, but he's going right. to be drawn away. So using all that, mm -hmm. cultivating that, and then using it for positive things. I totally agree. That's kind of one of the harder parts of like being like competitive. Feature that when you're competitive, you do it in like a good way. Just make sure that that's putting towards something good and not just letting your emotions just take you and like get angry at something that's bad or, or um, act in a way that's not good. <laughs> and I agree on that too. Cause it's really easy to be competitive as a guy and like people are like watching you as like you're on a, a court or playing a different sport. Like me and Jake play pickleball a lot and he's definitely more level headed on the court. And I think that's good, especially as a Christian cause you're kind of representing God and like people see how like you're acting and then, like oh that's a nice guy as opposed to like the guy yelling on the court they don't really want to be friends with him so yeah yeah controlling your emotions in a good way and a positive way cool all right so the next section is attraction yeah so the first question is do you believe in love at first sight 
And then you don't, um, yeah. <laughs> I almost read the notes that uh, we were given, so you don't I think, need to I think at this point you should read it out. No, okay, all right, all right, right, right. Okay. okay. Do you believe in love at first sight? And then in parentheses, you don't need to spend a lot of time on this. So another free pass, or uh, <laughs> should we all should we all go around for this one? We each say one. What we think? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, start here because I have something to say after. Start with me. Yeah. Okay. I would say yes, but there are lots of cases, or I think there can be lots of cases where love at first sight can happen, where it's like, ooh, you find someone and like, uh, maybe they walk in the room or something, and you fall in love and you get married, and that happens. But that's not going to be everyone's story. So, yeah, <clears throat> I'd agree with that too. I, I think it's definitely possible. And I'd say like uh, a more common thing might be interest at first sight. Like that girl is like cute and then you go from there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that, that much is true. Um, to have love at first sight, I'm with you, Jake. I think it's possible. There's, I, I can't say for certain that it is or isn't. Not everyone will experience that and not experiencing it is not a bad thing. Like that's, that means you're taking your time and you're actually evaluating this person for the values and characteristics that you see in them. And so I think love at first sight is a very special thing if it happens, I guess, but I would sure hope that that relationship still takes the time to figure each other out and actually do some discerning. Yeah. So I agree with you. I got in a ton of trouble for saying I agreed with you all because I said yes once, but I think there was a misconception of, Love at first sight, like, oh, I'm going to pursue this person. I really want to know them and uh, be in a relationship with them. So that, I think, can happen at first sight, whatever. But then some people take it as other soulmates of, if you see this person, oh, I'm definitely going to be with them no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's not true, right? Yeah. That's not going to happen. I agree with that, for sure. Good question, though. All right, so next question. And... uh, this is a multifaceted question, and then it has sub-questions. So it says, we got a lot of flack for not having a guy on our Red Flags in Girls podcast. What are some Red Flags in Girls in your perspective? So for those that didn't listen, there was a episode. They did two episodes, actually. They did Red Flags in, in Guys, and then uh, after, I think it was a week later, but might have been a couple weeks later, they had a Red Flags in Girls episode, and... Um, yeah, they didn't, they didn't have a guy on for that one. And so, um, they probably missed some perspective on that. At least that's how I felt at least listening to it. Um, but it was, it was still a good episode. Um, uh, so what are some red flags in girls from your perspective? Like if we, if we would have been consulted for that episode, what might we have said that they did not already? They covered a lot. They did. Really good ones. I, I, I really liked the red flags and guys podcast. I honestly don't agree with the criticism that they should have had a guy on because they covered it pretty well. I know. I I, I was in maybe the minority there, too. Um, I I thought that they covered it well. There's still a gap there where we have where we have opportunity. Oh, I see some disagreement around the table already. I mean, we could we could just list some. I I don't think it hurts to even double down Mm because it's a a new podcast. So even for like a new listener. But I guess one that I was thinking of is like if a girl's like really expensive, it's like, oh, I want some Chanel or like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you yep. don't want to go. I agree. Away, I so. agree. High maintenance, kind of like yeah, twenty thousand dollar ring stuff like that. Oh, you weren't gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know how much rings cost, so that might. Don't they be. say it's like? I could be totally wrong, but isn't it like three months' salary or something like that? I've heard. Yeah, 
There's which that seems ridiculous. Depending on who you ask, there's numbers that are pretty big. Maybe maybe that's not. I don't know. Maybe my. But it, it also depends on the girl. <laughs> not not like she's gonna demand something, but like you you know that if she's not exorbitantly needy, you don't need to go buy a thirty thousand dollar ring. But it's like, do you want a new car or do you want a ring? Or, do, or, you want, do you want a 401k? Or do, you want a ring? <laughs> do you want your kids to go to college? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, do you want kids? <laughs> Hopefully you would have had that figured uh, out by the time oh. you were delivering a ring. <laughs> um, I don't know. More red oh. flags. Like, I, I think expensive is a good one. Yeah. Um, I think pettiness. Pettiness? Just pettiness. Taking everything, blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. It's a really big one. Yeah. I would say just like, I don't even know how to phrase this. Like gossip, I guess. Like yeah. sort of just like, I don't know. Guys aren't usually more blunt and more upfront, and like they'll kind of say how it is oftentimes more. And I've just seen it sometimes where like girls will like take their criticisms and they'll go to like someone else and then have it and have it spread it and then it gets around and then just I don't know that kind of thing. I think that's a big red flag. Um, yeah, I was gonna say the same. Gossip is not a very attractive trait. Talking about anyone behind their backs is not a very attractive thing this i want to say carefully but a lack of confidence is not necessarily a red flag but overly anxious and lack of confidence in my head are kind of similar um i understand the the reality that anxiety is but more so just looking at it from maybe an identity standpoint this this person might not have her identity in christ or like she doesn't have herself figured out not that she needs to completely but like to be more afraid of the unknowns than willing to go explore them and like learn yourself is probably not the best thing because somebody is about to enter into this relationship potentially and if you're going to be hiding all of these facets about you because you're maybe just not confident in yourself like how are you ever going to learn about somebody like how are you ever going to read a book if it doesn't open up you know so I think flipping it then confidence is a is a green flag. I think there's lots of other green flags we can talk about, but yeah. the lack thereof is is probably red. And I, I also like I don't know if I really like the concept of red flag. And maybe they talked about this podcast. I don't remember. But like some of these things are talking about, they're kind of like it's not a yes or a no. It's more of like a scale, yeah. like or like a spectrum. And someone might exhibit some of these things, but it's not necessarily like a red flag. It's just maybe more of a cautionary thing or yellow flag or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like on a scale of like one to a hundred, it could be like a 27 or something. Right. Like something like a red flag might be a hundred out of a hundred. Yeah. So. There aren't a lot of those. Mm-hmm. I think for the, yeah, they, they touch on most of them, like substance abuse and like those things are yeah. red flags. Those but are more on off. More of what yeah. we seem to be like moving towards are maybe the yellow, the, the grayer areas where it's pause for consideration, hopefully addressing and then ideally resolution. Right. Right. We skip some obvious ones like love's murder or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Serial killer. Yeah. I was going to say, let's just let's keep going on the list, you know? Just like, let's, <laughs> just, we can fill up the rest of the time with this. Hates puppies <laughs> is a red flag. If you hate puppies, that's a red flag. I'm just going to go, mm, no, I can't say that. I can't, I, can't, I can't say it. I feel like me and Jake are holding back. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, hey, good for you because you're not women. What? Is it, is it mean to say cat, per- cat person? Is that, is that, I, 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 I was like, I don't want anyone to take offense by that, but yeah, that might be more of a I think a crazy cat thing. person. Yeah. yeah. Red flag. Yeah. What's the number of cats where it's like, 
this girl's i'm not dating this girl ever is it like nine cats it's is it two 33? plus i, I think two it's plus. i think it's more than three i think three is probably like i think there. if she has to refer to them in the plural be weary but two is fine like two is normal like i think normal ish for cat for a cat person what if you have a farm no then you're a cat's person Barn cats are okay. Barn cats That's what are I fine. Think too. Yeah. I think you can have like five. Oh, or barn six. cats are great. They're the best kind of cats, cats, I think. For sure. Okay. Um, I think if your identity becomes cats, then that's what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 That's if you're true. a cat mom, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, how about okay. so, how about some green flags? What are some? What are some things? Sorry to cut you off. Keep going. No, I, I, I sounded like I got cut off. I was just shocked that you did not have anything, but I'm glad you were kidding. What are some things that you find attractive? Um, so this is going to be kind of cliche, but look at Proverbs 31. Mm -hmm. oh, I was thinking that earlier today. So at the end of it, the, the husband is like, hey, all these women have done well, but to his wife he says, you have excelled among them all. He's like, yeah, puts her on a pedestal and says, this is the best person I've ever met, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. And then if you look before that, it's the list of all the things that she does. Yep. I'm not going to list them all here, but go right. Dig Read into it. that. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people have. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that, too. There's there's a lot of really good examples set in Scripture. Um, I think First Corinthians does it well, too, when it just defines love and talks about some of the traits about love or of love. And so. A girl who represents some of those characteristics is also um, really attractive. Patience, kindness, not envious, not boastful, not proud. Someone who respects others. Someone who is not self-seeking. She's not easily angered, keeps no records of wrongs. Does not delight in evil. So to what we said earlier, she's not a murderer. <laughs> Rejoices with the truth. She's, she protects. She's trustworthy hopeful always perseveres and and i turned my phone off before i read the last one never fails that's love never fails because your your significant other will fail but <laughs> i i think all of those things honestly are kind of a, a checklist in my mind anyway i think another thing that's a green flag for me is like how like she treats other people like mm -hmm. how she treats her friends and family and like her interactions and if like a girl has like a lot of good friends and she's like has a good bubbly personality that's like really um, really promising. So. Shut me up if it gets too sappy for a guy's takeover podcast. But that was one of the first things that I noticed with Natasha was Aww. just how she... <laughs> I was not paid to say that, and I'm getting a lot of looks right now. But I think that was... He's wearing a Figured It Out podcast shirt right now. So. <laughs> I, honestly, though, that was one of the first things that stood out to me was just how she treated people. And the genuine care for others was something that... Like, I was, yeah, all about, I guess. I'm just thinking, uh, just spitballing here. I, I'm feeling like Justin's putting me in a bad spot now because I feel like I have to say something about, <laughs> about my girlfriend, but That's I won't because, no, 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 Justin's a good guy. And also, yeah, I did. I do notice that about Natasha and Emma, the podcast, also this actual podcast. That's, that's theirs. And, yeah, just people like that where they're just nice to everyone and they're not really, you don't really ever mm -hmm. see them be mean to someone, even people they don't know. So Right. It's a good thing to see in anybody. This is kind of cliche, and like I always hear it for guys, but it's like look at a guy and see how the way he treats his mom or whatever. And I think it's basically the same with girls. It's just maybe not mom, but family and and siblings. Maybe would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we should keep things moving okay. here. Yeah. So next question 
Uh, within that is, well, do, okay, this kind of similar. It says, what are turnoffs or pet peeves in girls? The other piece of it, but something that makes, oh, I guess maybe not. So, because it's talking about makes girls less attractive, and then they have, for example, like watching The Bachelor or a tattoo. Um, I personally think these are really subjective, and like Bachelor tattoo is going to be from guy to guy, whether or not that's like a turnoff in my mind. I mean, I personally watched The Bachelor, so like like Jake's saying, I think it, it really does depend very drastically from guy to guy. Like some guys aren't gonna like body piercing, some guys will. Some guys won't like tattoos, some guys will. So just kind of, you just kind of gotta do a little fishing, see <laughs> see what uh see what you what the guys are thinking. Yeah, I think. Let me know if you agree or disagree because I've always wondered this. Uh, celebrity crushes, talking about those, is what that's like. A- Attractive? No, not. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I have Miranda Cosgrove, so <laughs> I, I think it's okay. But if it's like a Taylor Lautner or whatever, it's like I might be a little concerned. But okay, what concerned? Good input. Well, he's a pretty he's shark boy guy and oh, Shark oh. Boy. That's a great <laughs> great film, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, um, yeah, I guess Drew. I've never really thought about that, but I, I think I get what you're coming where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, like a boy crazy? Thing? Oh. Boy crazy. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a it's like boy crazy to the extreme. I don't know. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Alright, I'm alone. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I wouldn't say you're alone. alone. Like if it's excessive, I think I would agree. Uh I'd say a lot of the, the girls that I know that are my friends, I don't like maybe if that comes up, it's just not a big deal where it's not something I would be concerned about. But Yeah. But if they're mm-hmm watching every movie and by the end of it picking out the cutest guy who is on the screen that would be obnoxious yeah and it's like constant Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh okay so the last question in the attraction section is do guys care about height as much as girls do i don't think so i think there's kind of this stereotype where it's like a lot of girls like want a guy that's over like six feet but i mean personally you guys can like or you guys can speak what you think too but i think it's more flexible for guys I think most guys want a girl that's shorter than them. And, like, as a taller guy, I, I think I do like shorter girls, but mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys think on that. Yeah, it wouldn't ever be a deal breaker. But I think, yeah, I I like the idea of being the taller one in the relationship for probably a bunch of subconscious reasons that I don't understand. But I, I'm with you. I don't understand... I, get, I was talking about this before the podcast. I didn't know it was a, such a big thing for yeah. girls. But I think guys do care a bit, but they don't compare each other. Like, Yeah, it's not like you like, you see a girl at a park or wherever, and it's like, oh, is she uh, five foot eight? Oh, she is. Then. Yeah. <laughs> and that's good for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it'd have to be like extreme for that to even cross your mind, where it's like, oh, she's like six eight or something, which is... <laughs> NBA, WNBA. Six eight. Sign me up. (laughs) Give me that athlete check. I'll be a trophy husband. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. Well, well, yeah. Should we hop to the next one? Yeah, that's probably enough about attraction. (laughs) So our next category is asking girls out, and we'll start with how should a girl show that she's interested. We are the wrong people to ask. Um, I don't know. I think. I think. Make it obvious. Like, if you think it's obvious, I'm talking to the ladies here. If you think you're being obvious, you're probably not being obvious enough. Amen. <laughs> Guys are dense. Guys are dense. We are blind. 
we don't, <laughs> we don't, our ears are not always working. Our eyes don't either. Like, it's, it's hard. You got to throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall if you want any of it to stick. <laughs> it's, it probably won't come across right away that you are interested. Is that wrong to say? Yeah, and I say even if you do say the words, like hypothetically, like, oh, I like you, that might not be enough sometimes. That might, <laughs> we might not get that. <laughs> like, so. oh, like as a friend, cool, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. it. just It doesn't click as easily, I don't think, with us maybe. So, like, how, how should a girl show that she is attracted? Sorry, that she is interested? I say, like, being pretty forward is good. It's like, oh, it was fun hanging out with you. I, I want to spend more time with you in the future. Yeah. Or, like, even, like, texting a lot, being intentional. Because, like Justin was saying, we are pretty dense, and it will go over our heads. So, I, I think you just got to shoot your shot a lot because <laughs> we need it. I, I think, like you said again, her her effort like maybe it is texting as an example like her effort will be proportionate to her interest if she's really doing a good job of starting conversation keeping conversation moving answering your questions she's probably interested and so as a guy knowing those things look for them but as a girl stay on top of those things because that's what a guy is looking for and some of it might be if there's girls out there like i have been doing this and it's not working it might be that the guy it might be that the guy doesn't want to ask you out. It might be that he's thinking about it, something like that, because guys can take a long mm-hmm. time to think about it as well. And so he may notice that's the tricky part. He may notice, but he may have decided already. And so Yeah. It's a it's a not always straightforward question either. Yeah, that's the tricky part. I like what you said, Drew. Uh it is easier for guys, I guess, to get closure on, on it because they can, I guess, traditionally, like, they're the ones they ask the girl out. And so they might have thought, put a lot of thought into it, and then they go ask, and then the girl is, like, put on the spot. Uh, a girl might be interested for a while, and they're kind of, like, nudging the guy, I guess, with texting or whatever. I, that, I don't even know how, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's going to vary so much depending on the two people who are part of this saga. Exactly, exactly. It Everybody is different, and every story is different, so none of them are going to end the same way. Just kind of general guidelines. But I do agree with girls can't be too forward. They should show their interest. Guys aren't going to get it unless if... And you said, like, they can't be too forward. I think along what Drew said, if they're, like, too forward and they're not getting anything back from a guy, then it's, like, there's not, like, really anything there. Or there might not be Right, it's probably that answer then. Yeah. And there are cases where the guy just needs to man up. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. But... So that's also a consideration. It's not a helpful consideration, but, you know. So, yes. <clears throat> so transitioning from uh, manning up, what's the scariest thing about asking a girl out? <laughs> <laughs> I think the obvious one is just hearing no. But I think it's good to hear no. I think it's good to put mm-hmm. yourself out there. And even, like, it's kind of like an interview almost. You kind of want to go for jobs you don't want to go for first to try to get experience. So I'm not, I'm not recommending <laughs> I got some laughs. And <laughs> this might not sound good, but it's like, it's like good to get rejected. So maybe like go, go to like a place where you typically could see like a lot of girls, maybe like a brewery or a bar or something. I'm not recommending drinking either, but it's like, you could just go up and talk to random girls and it kind of builds your confidence. So then when you finally yeah. find a girl you like, you're more, you know, composed and like can talk to her and try to like have a good conversation with her. Totally. I think rejection is 
probably the scariest thing about asking a girl out um, next to, well, I guess this is only for specific situations, but if you're already friends with that girl, I think the scariest thing is losing the friendship. So kind of the effect of the rejection. Anyway, that's, I'd say, was and is my scariest, but maybe that's not the same for everyone because it could be a completely, well, not completely maybe, but it could be a pretty new person who you have just met and maybe there is no friendship there that is at risk, um, at least in your mind anyway, at risk. But certainly those thoughts pop in head sometimes when you're when you're looking to put yourself out there and then put this whole new lens on your relationship. <clears throat> All right, so Justin, what kind of advice would you give a guy looking to ask a girl out in a friendship since you kind of have experience with that? And it's like kind of, it's like a lot harder thing to do than just asking like a random girl out where you know nothing about her. Yeah. Um, um, what advice would I give? It's, it's hard. Like you have to know that if it was a, if it was a real and genuine friendship, it's not going anywhere. And that was, that was the best thing for my confidence. Honestly, I, I thought about it for a while and it definitely was, um, a scary idea. Like, Oh, if, if there is rejection here, then I could lose a really cool person in my life. Or if you're a part of a circle of friends, now what is that dynamic going to look like? But for real, like if this person is worth dating, they're also worth being a friend. And if you're already a friend with them, then that friendship should be strong enough to like get over this bump, this little obstacle, this maybe moment of awkwardness or maybe a few weeks of awkwardness. Like that is something that um, that you can overcome. But when I asked Natasha out the first time, she actually rejected me. And it was a no first, but we still went and like got coffee. We still followed through on the event and on the day. And it was at first like, what? Like, how am I supposed to do that? But then I just was really impressed that this was, like, her immediate response. Like, she wanted to keep us, like, she wanted to make sure we were still good friends. And I so appreciated that. And then it wasn't awkward at all sitting there. And we talked for probably a good three hours. And we cut up because she was getting back from D.C. And it was, it was a really cool thing to just sit there and talk to her as a friend. And then many months went by and there's more story there. But it was later her who reached out again and um i did not reject her that time <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was uh it was very hard at first i did feel that sense of rejection but i also felt the comfort in knowing that there was still a friend there and that we were close enough already that it didn't have to be something i was worried about losing yeah i think that's good advice i think uh for all the guys out there if you're trying to do that i think just try to show some confidence and then just uh, like justin said if you're confident in the relationship, then it should last. So I think shoot your shot, and that's pretty attractive to girls. So to keep this moving, we'll go on to the next one. Uh, would you want a girl to ask you out? Are there any circumstances? And we'll, How about we go to the single guys in the room? <laughs> so Drew and, Drew and Jake, uh, how, how would you feel about that? No. Yeah, I would say no, too. Um, obvious is okay. Like, making it obvious that they're interested in you is totally cool. But... I think one step short of like asking you out is like the best, like if possible. I think it, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Go for it. For the relationship I want to be in, it sets a precedent, right? And I want the precedent to be set that 
I had already started deleting, right? Um, because I know for myself, that's the most important part of my relationship. And if I don't start the leading, then I don't know where it's going to go. So that's like the first step. And then after that, it's also, I need to be man enough to do it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then if I didn't take the opportunity and be man enough, then I didn't grow at all. So do you think I followed that in my example or am I not man enough? (laughs) Oh no. Answer carefully. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I feel like what happened with me was kind of both. I did ask out, but then I did. I, w- I went completely blind. No, I think you were Wait, mad we're enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you originally asked, and then, like, she said no. So, like, it might come off wrong to keep, like, you don't want to keep asking. And so she was almost answering your question just a lot later. I agree. Yeah. I'd say for Christian girls, too, like like Drew was saying, they want, like, a godly man to eventually lead their family. Mm-hmm. And like Drew said, that does start with showing initiative mm-hmm. and leading by asking her out. Yeah. So I think there are situations where it is f- good for a girl to ask guys out because sometimes, like we said, it goes over our heads. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you really want – if you're really interested in a guy, I'd say uh, it, you don't – I think it would be okay to go for it. But – as a Christian guy, I could see those points of view too. Yeah, I think, I think, and if if you were already asked out as a guy, and you're like, oh no, I failed, in Drew's opinion, <laughs> um, it's not like, oh, you failed, too bad. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't mean you're done or anything. It's just like, just start leading, right? If you're not, yeah, right. Yeah, and and if she just happens to do it first, and you are interested in that girl, it's not like yeah. oh, I can't date her because she asked me out, and I didn't do it first, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's I, like, it's like, I was about like shoot, to wait to be clear, let's answer that because that was my question. If you were interested in somebody seriously, considering asking her out yourself, and she beat you to it, how would you react? Um, it would depend on the situation. Uh, I would probably react negatively, just because right, things people do are a sign of how they expect other people to interact and how, mm-hmm. how they expect life to go, right? Um, but it's not always the case. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think we covered that pretty well. So yeah. we'll, we'll keep it moving again. This is going to be a long podcast, maybe two, but we'll keep going. Uh, is it intimidating when a girl has a lot of guy friends? I don't think so. If she doesn't have any other girlfriends, yes. Yeah, for sure. If yeah, I, I see. Yeah, I 100%. That's how I feel, too. I think so. if she only hangs out with guy friends, that is intimidating. Also, I, yeah. This also probably goes up in the red flags. I, I was about to say, also yeah. might be a red flag, but um, for sure she can hang out with guy friends as long as she has a core group of girl friends as well. Yeah, so if you're a girl with a lot of guy friends, just maybe pay some girls to be your friends <laughs> and then balance it out, and then you're good. So, All right, next question. <laughs> uh, who should pay for a date? I'm going to be traditional here and say the guy. Oh, sorry. I missed the parentheses. After the first one, does not matter? I think he should pay for the first date and probably the first couple. But I think at a certain point, it you just start alternating. And that has, that's worked well. And it's fun to be able to treat sometimes. And then it's always sweet when Natasha covers things. And I appreciate that a lot, too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like you said, first few dates, definitely the guy. After that, as you go, depending on things you can just talk about it and come up with a solution that works i just thought about this too so i agree i think the guy should pay on the first date 
let's say a, a girl offers to pay on the first date. Oh, you say no. Yeah. You, you refuse. You say I, no. <laughs> what if she's you trying to, to trap you? You, you? No, you <laughs> literally you, you go to the waiter you. and you're like, or the waitress and or whatever, and you, you say no. I'm take I'm taking the check. <laughs> Why? This is where you have to use your physical strength. No, you, you, <laughs> I, I think it's just a. Sh- we'll talk about chivalry later, but it's a chivalrous thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then after the relationship's established a bit, then it stops mattering. Yeah, yeah. Like Justin said, I, I agree with what he said. Where it'll eventually get to a point where it'll alternate if you guys get that far. And for me personally, there is one situation where uh, my my girlfriend offered to pay for me at a restaurant. And I was, we were still kind of early, so I'm like, oh, I'll be, a, I'll be a man, I'll still like pay. And then, uh, so I'm like, oh no, it's okay, I got it. But then in my head, I'm like, well, we've been dating for like a little bit, maybe I should have like let her do it. Then after that, we started like to alternate. So I'm like, that was a mistake. So if you're a guy and she offers to pay after a couple of days, just just be grateful and accept it. Yeah. Because it is a, it is a relationship where both parties are involved. So. Good advice. Yeah. And and it's it's fun to give, and express generosity. Like, we should not be the only ones allowed to do that because they can also experience that joy for sure all right so how would you want a girl to say she is not interested in you after you ask her out quote i am not interested in you end quote (laughs) all right next question (laughs) (laughs) um actually though like saying that and then maybe a reason don't obfuscate don't don't make things complicated or try to make the guy feel better than he should, right? Mm-hmm. Just say the reason. And if you don't want to say the reason, just say, I'm not interested. Leave it at that. Yeah. Less is more, but if you're going to give more, honest is more. Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing to hear is an excuse. And then, like, honestly, like, if you hear an excuse, it's like an automatic turnoff. It's like, well, now all my interest is gone, too. So mm. it kind of works out, I guess. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, just be straightforward. Just tell them how you're actually feeling and don't really dance around it. Yeah, I think maybe it's because we're simple creatures, but I feel like that's simple. Well, and guys think about things a lot too, right? And so you play over situations. And then if a girl says something that's not really quite true, then that could impact how they're thinking about the situation. Yeah, we do overthink too. We yeah. do spiral. All right, Justin, this is a big word for me. So do you want to read the next question? <laughs> yeah. Is chivalry dead? Do you worry showing chivalry implies you like a girl? Which word were you talking? Girl. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, how do you spell that? <laughs> Girl? <laughs> is chivalry dead? What do we think? I'd say no. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had a game night at Justin and Jake's house, and I, I got Jake flowers, and he did appreciate that. He so. did. I still have them. <laughs> and then I think it's also nice to, you know, hold doors open for girls. Uh, if my girlfriend tries to get out of the car without me helping, I'll shove her back in and then open the door. <laughs> so, you know, little little romantic stuff like that. But <laughs> Keep it over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think chivalry is not specific to any gender. Chivalry should be just a way that you act around people. It should be acting on a kindness. Like, I, I get what chivalry means. It means are you... Are you a respectable, noble gentleman, maybe? Like, will you put forth a woman's needs, you know? And, and I get that, but it is also more just acting selflessly, and that happens with anyone. And you can do a chivalrous act for your boss. You could do that for anybody. I don't think, I, I don't ever look at a chivalrous act as something that has a, an implicit message or anything. Or something that has to be from a guy to a girl. Yeah, 
that too. All right, well, we have one last section here before we wrap things up. Um, this one is on relationships. And I like this. I like this first question because I think it's actually been asked on this podcast before. And I think I was on the receiving end of a joke or two about circus peanuts. But the question is, what should a girl get a guy instead of flowers? And I guess to continue my answer, circus peanuts, I would appreciate them. But I honestly think like some sweet, some candy, like cookies. I love chocolate chip cookies. Something that is perishable, like flowers. Something that isn't a tons of like a ton of effort and purchasable. Like cookies, I think are great. What else? I was thinking drill bits, but those are not perishable. <laughs> that's funny because that's what I told my girlfriend today. I'm like something that's practical, but like what Justin was saying, I'm like it probably does have to be perishable to be in relation to flowers. Equivalent. Yeah, but, but honestly, as guys, I think we like more practical stuff. So like, because like flowers that go away, you waste twenty bucks or forty bucks or whatever. But like, if you get something practical, like a toaster, a cheap toaster, <laughs> you get to keep that, or Legos. That would be my answer. I have like a little, like a little Lego set. I know they're expensive, but even the fifteen piece mm-hmm. one, I could put that together quick. It's like a flower because it's basically perishable. You're throwing away money <laughs> for that. So. Or like a set of stormtroopers. Right. After a while, you have an army. I'll second that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, so> every anniversary. <laughs> Just one more stormtrooper. <laughs> it's like a calendar. I, I, I actually, I like that idea. Let's uh, say Legos. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I actually, well, I'll, I'll save this till the end, but I actually don't know how girls feel about flowers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't register in my brain. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't think of an actual comparable thing for guys. Like, I don't think there's something that's one-to-one, but I could just be wrong. Yeah. I feel I like it would have to be a plant of some sort, but no guy is going to want the cactus. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a My, my brother-in-law has like a million houseplants that I'm watering right now, so that kind of hits... Mm, he probably wants another one, but he shouldn't get another houseplant. Um, I would say notes too, though. That was the big thing I was going to say when I read that profession the first time. Like a handwritten note, mm-hmm. that goes a long way. It's kind of like perishable. It's like a one-time thing. It's like a sending a message, like a flower. It's not actually costing anything money-wise, but guys like typically don't receive like a lot of compliments and stuff, and so that kind of thing like is worth a lot to a guy. Where like flowers might, I, I feel like that's kind of comparable in some senses. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things. That, I said when I was personally asked, it said I was I was thinking oh maybe a yeah a letter or a handwritten note or something, you could throw it away. I personally would not, and so it is maybe a non-perishable. So if that was the first criterion, there goes that idea. But I think a note is is really sweet. Um, the cookies are also very sweet, mm-hmm. especially homemade ones. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Next question here. Do you feel like girls have a false expectation of relationships because of culture? I think it's I, nuanced probably in some ways, yes, um, and in some ways, no. Depends on girl to girl, but probably it's a mixture of both. Yeah, how much How much does the girl consider those relationships that she sees exemplified by culture? If somebody takes that seriously to heart, then I would say, yeah, she's got a, she probably has a false expectation of what a healthy Christ-centered relationship looks like, but not everybody looks at you know society and immediately takes that as, as as the truth and as the right way about things most people know this at this point but like any sort of reality tv any love story any instagram post is going to be kind of fun 
and cute or whatever, but it's not going to be real in the fullest sense. Mm-hmm. And so if you're expecting that only, you're not going to get that, even if that's a part of a loving relationship, right? So just don't be too absorbed in the best of the relationship. Think about the relationship as a whole. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, next one we have here is does having to provide, I, I like this question a lot. Does having to provide for a potential family feel like a burden? AKA, is there a checklist in your mind of things you need to do or have before asking a girl to marry you? I don't think there's a checklist of things you need, um, except for a good work ethic, right? And that's not something, that's something you develop or do as needed. It's not something that you have with you that you can just buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I don't think so. But to the first question though, Drew, does having to provide for a potential family feel like a burden? Um, it's a burden and an honor is uh, what I would also think the guys I know who have families would say that, right? It's, it is their burden, but they enjoy doing it, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, it's something hard but fulfilling. So I don't think it's terrifying in any way. Yeah. That yeah. Oh, sorry, Jake. I was just saying when I first read the question, I I read it as like when it said a potential burden, I was thinking like something that to be scared of. Uh but I like the way you put the whole burden and honor. It doesn't scare me, but when you think of it, it is a burden and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, cuz I mean your life does change when you have a family cuz especially like with kids, you got to wake up, your sleeping schedule changes. You're providing for at least one more if you have a wife and kids. So your fi- your finances change a little bit, so you got to think about that. But, yeah, there, there are different burdens. You gotta, your, your, like, weekends could look different with, like, different activities you have to do, mow the lawn, shovel, all that kind of stuff. So your time is spent in other areas than when you're single and do whatever you want, play pickleball every day or whatever sport you play. <laughs> Mike is looking at me right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He was. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I think I think it's a man's duty to provide. It also is not exclusively his role in the relationship. Absolutely, both people will provide, and, and they'll provide in a whole bunch of ways. But I think I take this question like it's his primary responsibility to make money for this family, to protect this family, and to keep this family. And I think if you ask the wrong person, they'd say it's burdensome, but it is not a burden. That's exciting. That is a purpose. That's something that I'm looking forward to, and that's something that any man should be honored to be able to do. Right, and if you, you're looking at it, and it'll take more of your time, but like you're saying, it's an honor and a joy, mm-hmm. because what else are you going to do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> be entertained. You could either be entertained, or you could be providing for someone, multiple people. Right. right? So, yeah. All right. Um, the last question, well, I guess penultimate question we have here is how long do you think someone should date before they get engaged? One year. One year. Yeah, I guess I don't really know. I guess uh, maybe if I had to like put a number to it, maybe like four months, two weeks, two days, <laughs> uh, 13 hours and 27 seconds. But that's just kind of spitballing. Is that how long you and your girlfriend have been dating? Oh, uh, <laughs> No, no, that's just a random number in my head. No, I think uh, I think like a year is good. It obviously depends on uh, like how good you feel about each other, the strength of the relationship. I know some people that got engaged like, well, at the earliest I know of, it's like four months in, which is pretty early. But 
But yeah, like I think uh, nine months to a year. Like I don't think that's a bad average, but past that's not terrible either. But yeah, yeah, I, I think that it's good to know you can. I've, I've said this before. If you've asked me, you probably have heard me say it. Like it's good to make it one trip around the sun with this person. And if you didn't claw each other's eyes out, good good on you. Like you you hopefully were considering the relationship seriously for those 365 days. Now I also am not naive to say that it has to be that set number. I think about a year is a realistic answer. Um, but I mean that partly because it's just good to give something so serious that time. And you, you can know well before that year is up or even before you near that one trip around the sun. But it, it for sure is something that you can have figured out long before you actually do get engaged. And I would hope that you have it figured out and that question answered long before you get engaged. But a part of proposing and part of engagement is honestly timing and there's there's the romantic side of that but there's also the very practical side of that and so a year gives you that time to plan as well yeah I, and there's no one number right it depends on how mature the people are how fast they've been perf- pursuing actually figuring out whether they could be married or if they're just kind of hanging out mm-hmm. and not really considering the tough questions right and so if you want to get engaged sooner the wise thing to do is pursue your relationship in a better way. Mm-hmm. More intentionally and yeah. figuring out every bit about this person as fast as you can if your goal is a soon mm-hmm. and proximal engagement. Right. And then make a decision. I've always had this question, though. It's like like Jake said a year, and or I think a year is good. Justin said it, too. It's like, what's the difference between like a year and 11 months? Because like, like at a certain point, you will know. Like even maybe like 10 months, but like, oh, I'll wait two more months. So it's a year. Like what's, and I'm not saying it's wrong to do so to wait a year because you do have more time to develop it and ask the harder questions. But like, what's the difference between a year and 11 months? I, okay. So I've always held, I should say always, but like for three or four years, it's like a year has kind of just always been the number. And I don't want to say I've been proven wrong, but I have had examples set in my life by people who, don't date for a year and but they have had really good uh a really good relationship and are married now and but they move faster by having those good deep conversations and so i think it's not necessarily i throw out the year uh and i kind of say that jokingly now because my mind is i don't want to say changed but it's sort of been updated i think it's more uh a year gives you a good amount of time to have those conversations it doesn't have to be a year if you are moving faster and you're both mature and having these conversations and figuring those things out then i don't think it necessarily has to be a defined length of time but more a year is kind of a general rule of thumb that sort of just gives the average person time to have the questions that need to be asked in my opinion yeah and i guess uh, and i agree with that too Uh, i was just wondering your thoughts on it but yeah from like a secular point of view like like if you said six months to somebody they'd be like that's like the fastest thing I've ever heard of mm-hmm. where like it's typically like longer, but I feel like a Christian point of view and I, I could just be, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I feel like it's, it is a little bit faster. So like around like a year. But. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a year. Jake, I, I know some of those same relationships that you talked about that happened sooner and, but it certainly doesn't have to be clear cut um, or some static number. Yeah, once you have three months salary, saved up (laughs) and the ring bot that's the marker all right well if there's any more thoughts on that one we can speak now but i think that about does it for the relationship section moving on to uh sports and tools so uh milwaukee or dewalt or 
the so wall I, all the way. Are you, I, oh, yeah. It's very reasonable because it is a cheaper price and it, in long like the long term. As long as they're all the same and as long as your friends or your dad has the same type, yep. they'll all fit together. You can exchange your tools. It will the batteries, together. really. The batteries well. and drill bits. Yep. I know drill bits are pretty universal, too. Yep. It, your first purchase is the biggest purchase of your life. Yeah. Because that is what you have to go with. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you don't want to mix batteries. So. <laughs> <laughs> these are the biggest questions. These, yeah, these ones are in bold also, down here at the bottom. I'm a big fan of the 19th Amendment. All right, let's get to the end. Okay. <laughs> uh, he went there. All right. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for the relationship section. And are aware of a question that they typically ask at the end of every episode. And so I, I get this one. Um, the, question, the question that we're going to wrap up this episode with is, what is something you are currently figuring out about girls? I'd say uh, I'm trying to figure out how to read their minds because <laughs> you don't really uh, know what they want till you did something and they tell you exactly what they want. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to pick up on uh, more of their tendencies to kind of infer what they want. I have kind of two. One, I'm trying to figure out jewelry that I can't seem to get right. Um, and it's the type of thing that you want to do out of surprise and like don't want them to tell you what they want but I also have no idea what she wants so it's like taking a second to notice her necklace and then trying to figure out where to go find something like that that that's something that I'm trying to figure out more seriously though just like how to how to love them well as as a person as a partner um, and and as a girlfriend yeah how do how do I tap into the emotional side of my brain because there's not a whole lot as a guy that we get practicing um, where you where you do that. Mine is also not serious, so I like those, Justin. I wish I had a serious one. Um, well, I guess it kind of it, it's it's true. I think uh, I just wrote down how are they so good at finding missing things, <laughs> 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 and what I mean by that is like growing up, anytime I like couldn't find and maybe mom sense. is everybody yeah like it's mainly my mom i'm thinking of but even so i would never go to my dad like i i would never if i'm looking for something like buried in our pantry or and or or something I, I left i'd go get my mom or maybe even ask my sister i would never ask my dad so my assumption is that all women are just better at finding missing things than guys and why is that i guess i don't know uh i guess yeah mine's something more passive and it relates to earlier. Why do girls like flowers so much? Like, what is the emotion that makes them so special? I don't know. I think they're, they're an expression of a thought. Like, I thought of you. Here is me thinking of you represented in a botanical form. And it's that that apparently does something. I think uh, we give uh, Natasha and Emma a little homework. I think on our Instagram, and by our, I mean Drew and mine, Natasha and Emma's Instagram. We're going to put up a poll. Uh, we need the girls to respond to this and mm -hmm. tell us why you guys like flowers because we don't know and we'd like to know. Or yeah. maybe first question, do you like receiving flowers? So that'd be a great poll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, you guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening uh, to another podcast. Tune in next week for a better one. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> everybody. Outro music. Please cut this. <laughs> Just kidding. Keep it in. All right. Have a good week.